You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Moser and Kate Madjuk. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by Marcus Moser. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Leave all of those five-star reviews. Tell your friends to tell their friends to tell their friends, but not their league mates, to come and listen to us because we're going to have a really great fantasy football season ahead. On today's show, we've got so much news, and not all of it is good news, Marcus. Uh, I am fired up for today's show, Kate. I started this morning off with a really, really good salted sausage McGriddle. Uh, I'm fired up to go. Did you watch Hard Knocks? So I watched most of it, but <laughs> the the McGriddle reference, you were talking briefly about it before we hopped on the recording. And Marcus, could you just give any of those uh, those listeners out there who maybe don't have the visual in their head, I, I think they need to experience it just as I did before we logged on today's show. Uh, give yeah. them an idea of what Jerry, Joan, Jerry Jones has been up to, because this, yeah, this is good stuff. It, yeah, so first and foremost, uh, billionaires are just like us. They, they they start their morning off with the breakfast of champions, black coffee, and a sausage McGriddle. And in the Hard Knocks episode, <laughs> Jerry Jones turns over the sausage McGriddle and just dumps an unhealthy amount of salt on already one of the saltiest sandwiches out there. So <laughs> such, such a power move, but at the same time, I kind of respect it. Like, just the added flavor is just amazing. So, uh, Kate, before we get into the serious stuff, What's your go-to breakfast meal? Like oh, your fast I, food go-to breakfast meal? I hate to say this, but <laughs> it is a sausage McGriddle. Yes. That's the thing is, it's the best sandwich. Jerry Jones knows oh, what's up. That's, but that's, no, that's the most important thing. No cheese for me. No cheese, please. Uh, I just will take the good old-fashioned uh, mapley soaked bread mm, surrounding mm. a sausage patty and I will be just fine. I don't need the cheese, but I also do not need a grenade of salt uh, to enjoy. <laughs> I think it's perfect the way it is, but I too drink my coffee black uh, yeah, like my soul. Like you're supposed to. Yep. Yep. It's, there's, there's only one way to drink coffee and it is to drink it black, but um, I'm just, I'm thrilled to know that I am, um, <laughs> you know, following in the, the ways of the great Jerry Jones yes. <laughs> at this point in my uh, career. Oh, man. Such a great way to start the podcast with the best breakfast sandwich ever invented. So Now I'm uh, hungry. Okay. Yeah, I'm hungry too. <laughs> I, I would actually put some salt on a, a sausage McGriddle if I have one right now. But uh, wait, right. <laughs> we can get a sausage McGriddle this weekend, Marcus, because we're going Let's to the Fantasy Football Expo. Guys, uh, if you are like in Canton this weekend, if you are in the metro area, if you are in the tri-state area... Come to Canton, Ohio. Uh, the Fantasy Football Expo will be there, and Marcus and I will be there. Ryan will me- be there. I think Matt will be there. I think we're mm-hmm. going to have a locked-on dynasty party this weekend yes. at the Fantasy Football Expo. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope to meet some of you guys there. Also, McDonald's, if you want to sp- sponsor this podcast, hit us up. Uh, all right, so let's talk <laughs> about some injury news today, Kate. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Uh, this one's certainly not great. According to John Harbaugh, Bateman is going to be out for several weeks due to a groin injury. We all saw the video on Tuesday on Twitter. Uh, it looks pretty bad, but what's your just initial reaction here? And is there a move to make now that the Bateman news is out there? So the 
it's so gross, uh, honestly. It's mm. really, really hard to get hyped about any of these receivers. And all of us were sort of tenuous about what to think about Rashad Bateman in the first place. Just given the offensive situation they're in and what what kind of question marks lie around the passing game. I do think this is a little bit of an issue, especially for Rashad Bateman's year one outlook, because if you'll remember, while Rashad Bateman was healthy, you had Lamar Jackson on the sideline, uh, out of practice, on the COVID-19 list. So these guys haven't gotten reps, uh, these these very valuable training camp reps together. Um, and I do mm-hmm. think that Rashad Bateman was a guy that I thought was rusty in the 2020 season. I don't think he looked the same in his final season at Minnesota. So I do think he's a guy that needs some reps. I think he needs to work on chemistry with his his starting quarterback. I will tell you, and this is killing the dynasty player in me because this man has assaulted me before. Assaulted? Get it? Assaulted, Jerry? It's very, very clever. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm kind of curious if uh, maybe Sammy Watkins is an interesting and intriguing buy in Dynasty Leagues, because you know what? He costs virtually nothing, and we're getting a lot of really positive feedback on Sammy Watkins and the way that he looks. Uh, We're forgetting he's only 28 years old. Listen to this trade from uh, DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Just happened on August 7th. A 304 draft pick for the 308 and Sammy Watkins. He is just a throw in there. He's he's literally like less than a throw in there. Sammy Watkins for a 2022 second rounder that's a little more rich. Um, LaVisca Chenault for Mike Davis and Sammy Watkins. Um, If you're in, you know, a win now mode and you can use Mike Davis, I think that's kind of an interesting trade because there are still plenty of questions there. Zach Ertz, who we all feel is left for dead, straight up for Sammy Watkins. I Like all of these trades are really not risky moves you're not put in the position where you need to uh sacrifice much draft capital or sacrifice a guy that is solidified in your starting lineup but sammy Watkins is a guy who we've seen a relatively interesting ceiling for when he's been healthy and on the field I I just can't trust Sammy Watkins anymore, Kate. Do you realize <laughs> that the work. last time he had 700 or more receiving yards in a season was 2015? He's played on how many different teams since then? The Rams, the Chiefs, and now the Ravens. I mean, I I, I think that the the way that you kind of react to this news is you probably just buy the running backs again, right? Like, this Ravens team is just going to run the ball a ton they're going to only throw to Mark Andrews. Hollywood Brown is banged up again. It's just a passing game that you just you don't want a lot of pieces of. I just think it's best to avoid. Um, how, how much are you knocking Bateman in your rankings? Are you even moving him down at all? Uh, in Dynasty, no. Um, I, you know, I don't think this obviously impacts his long-term perspective. Um, but it, like he's in the same tier. He's not going to budge a tier because of this injury news. Um, you know, obviously he can come back from from a sprained knee and or sorry, not a sprained knee. Oh. A groin. Yeah. Groin. Uh, I'm yep. thinking of our other rookie friend here, yeah. who we can get to in a minute. Um, he can bounce back from from a groin. I do think this impacts his you know early season outlook, um, especially just with the the you know lack of reps i could see Mm -hmm. him 
coming on strong to end the fantasy football season. But, um, you know, as far as especially in redraft leagues, he's no longer on my radar, just given the, the situation there. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about rockauto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, you kind of briefly mentioned this guy in DeAndre Swift. Uh, according to MLLive.com, Kyle Menke, uh, he reports that DeAndre Swift has missed significant practice time while nursing a sore groin. Uh, how concerned are you about DeAndre Swift? Okay, can I just bring up the amount of times I've heard like groin references in the last 24 yes. hours? Um, how many times did we hear C.D. Lamb talk about his chicken McNuggets? Like there were like again 17... McDonald's sponsor this podcast, please. <laughs> Serious? Like I'm I'm going all out for the McDonald's sponsorship here, but yeah. oh my god, we had the McNuggets, we have the the sandwiches, and then yeah. we have two groin injuries back to back. Good lord. Congratulations, McDonald's, for all of this free promo. <laughs> um, I, I'm i concerned about this. And I will say yeah. that, um, you know, while we've talked about, uh, while you weren't maybe sold on the Sammy Watkins uh, trade, I do think that Jamal Williams is a really interesting handcuff. Um, you know, it's somebody, I, I still think this news is not really being oversold. I think everybody's trying not to panic. Um, it's not something that I've seen really at the forefront of news on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. It's just not really being talked about a ton yet. So I think that this could be one of these low key moments uh, to go in and try to make a trade for Jamal Williams because he is a player that's very capable as a receiver. And Marcus, if you've been paying attention to the news coming out of Detroit, there are no wide receivers left, <laughs> no. literally none. No. Uh, Rashad Perryman banged up, Terrell Williams banged up. Um, you have literally everybody uh, with an injury, and now DeAndre Swift, who we projected for a really nice target share. I think Jamal Williams could be one of the, the sleek, sleepiest, sneakiest PPR <laughs> options, and he's not a guy that's going to cost you a very – uh, significant investment. There was just a trade a couple of days ago, Jamal Williams for a fourth round draft pick. Uh, mm. Another uh, Jamal Williams for a 2023 second rounder. You're not asking a lot, but he is a guy that I think is going to be uh, potentially some really solid depth when it comes to your fantasy football lineups this year in particular. Yeah, I think there's a chance that Jamal Williams can give you low end RB2 production in you know, six to seven weeks out of the season. And if I'll you're only JD having... McKissick, like let's, I mean, he was, he was literally, yeah. um, you know, in, in RB one in the second half of last season, that could be Jamal Williams this season. Very sure. reasonably, just given the opportunity and the potential workload. I'm, I'm totally willing to send a second rounder at this point for Jamal Williams. If I'm looking for depth there, because 
I do think he could have that upside. He's a great receiver. He's a great pass blocker. He's so well-rounded. They're going to need him. I'd like to talk about DeAndre Swift a little bit more because I I don't know what to do with him because at one point last year, Kate, and I remember doing the podcast, we were talking about should we value DeAndre Swift as somebody that, you know, could go, you know, inside the top two or three running backs. So he had a stretch where, you know, there was a game, I think, against Jacksonville where it was like 120 yards. And then there was uh, a game later on in the season against Washington that was like 150 yards uh, in a touchdown. So we were talking about this guy as, you know, somebody who could compete with Jonathan Taylor and some of these other running backs inside the top two or three. But he missed time last year with an injury. There was a couple games where he saw no touches. There was a couple games where he had under five touches. And now it's a groin injury. He's on the second year of his rookie contract. They, we've already hear, heard some news about him being the 1B to Jamal Williams' 1A. I'm starting to get a little concerned about DeAndre Swift. And I, I don't know your thoughts, Kate, because he's currently as RB6 right now in Dynasty League football. That seems high but I, I don't know talk me through your thoughts on DeAndre Swift so I'll say I think it is interesting because I do feel like his uh his value hasn't budged a ton given all no. of this this news um and all of the the different variables that you just discussed we we haven't seen him lose a ton of value at least in dynasty startup leagues but um you know I think the issue is that we've seen the upside. We know how high his ceiling can be. The issue for me has not been the talent. It hasn't been the receiving upside. Um, it's it's merely been the price tag, right? Like, mm. and that's that's been my my issue from the get. But you have to appreciate a guy who saw four point six, uh, or sorry, four. Uh, 0.38 targets per game in his rookie season where mm-hmm. it didn't even really feel like he was involved much. Uh, but just four games started technically in his first season with the Lions on a relatively bad offense, missing a true wide receiver one. You have to appreciate what he did there, um, but the price is rich for me right now. I, I think it is as well. And actually, we're starting to see that a little bit in the Dynasty community because... Uh, in May of this year, he, he was going at 8.5 in, in just startup leagues. I mean, inside of the top 10, now it's dropped down to 19.3. Uh, talking to Ryan McDowell, it seems like it's going to be a little bit lower for August ADP once we get there. But do you think this is the time to buy him? Or are you potentially selling as you know, you're concerned about this groin injury lasting into the regular season? I'm not. I'm not so much concerned about the groin injury. I do think uh, it might just be time for us to worry a little bit more about the offense and the situation. Especially, I'm not even overly concerned about Jared Goff because we've seen uh, we've seen Jared Goff produce for fantasy. We've seen uh, wide receivers and tight ends be productive for fantasy with him under center. Jared Goff is not the issue there, but the issue is when you literally. Amonra St. Brown is your wide receiver one at this point mm-hmm. in camp because you are so banged up and it is only the start of training camp or the start of the preseason. That's when you have to be worried, especially for running backs, when you know that they're not going to have a lot of time to run the ball. They're going to be playing catch up. It's just not a very uh, running back friendly situation for fantasy football. So I think all of those components together, perhaps a 
uh, you know, any concern of potential missed time for this season, um, he does, he loses a, a, a peg in, in my perspective. And I do think there are players with um, higher upside and, and, you know, maybe even at a lower draft cost, like give me uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire all day um, mm-hmm. when I can get him at a little bit of a better discount, maybe around later. All right, so let's, I mean, you're talking about the guys that are going later. Let's talk about the guys that are going directly after him, right? Like Antonio Gibson, same draft class as uh, as DeAndre Swift, performed better last year, 1,000 total yards and 11 touchdowns in 14 games. Why is Gibson being drafted behind DeAndre Swift? I mean, that's clearly a better offense in Washington too, right? It's a better offense, and I think maybe the more understated uh, thing that we should talk about is – it's a better defense. That's defense gives yes. you the opportunity to run the ball to to keep that that time of possession and keep the ball out of your opponent's hands. Grind out the clock. Washington, I do project to have a top uh, three fantasy defense this season. There's mm-hmm. just so much to love there. Chase Young, he's so dominant. I just I'm so excited to see him play. But um, I, I do think there's there's just so much more opportunity there and with. Um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. I do think they're going to have more offensive opportunities, uh, but that just gives more opportunities on the back end for Antonio Gibson to run out the clock and get more reps as an NFL running back. I agree. One more. What about J.K. Dobbins? I mean, same age as DeAndre Swift, same draft class, much better offense, much better offensive line. And listen, I know the the target share isn't going to be the same, but we saw J.K. Dobbins as a rookie scored nine touchdowns, got a lot of the goal line work. I guess I don't understand why there's a big that big of a difference between where DeAndre Swift is going in drafts compared to J.K. Dobbins in the startup. I, I just don't see it. You know, J.K. Dobbins is where I get to the point in the rankings where I'm like, ah, he, he makes the decision a little bit tougher for me. Um, and it does purely come down to to the target share. Literally had 24 targets in his rookie season. That is 1.6 targets per game. And we do know, I mean, just for fantasy football leagues, most of us are are playing in either full PPR or half PPR formats. Um, you know, a lot of his, his work and uh, fantasy production came on the back of touchdowns, which can be unreliable especially you know like uh when you have a running back like lamar jack or a running back a quarterback like lamar jackson was that a (laughs) it was maybe a 40 and slip but like for real the same way that i am i love zach moss but i'm concerned you know i I think you always have to be concerned that uh josh allen is going to come in and steal that goal line touch you have to worry about that probably twice as often with Lamar Jackson, because you know what? He misses one forced tackle, and he's gone, and he's already in the end zone. There are no more opportunities at you know the one-yard line. Lamar Jackson's just gone, and he's in. I just think um, I, I would rather take uh, you know a chance maybe on the target share there. He literally caught two passes between weeks 12 and 16. Two Yikes. Two, Yikes. Or, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He had two targets. Two targets. Even worse. That's even, even worse. worse. Yeah. He caught yeah. one ball. One ball. Like, that's actually, that's so much worse than it was in my head. Um, 
yeah, he, he caught one ball uh, in the final five weeks of the season. Woof. That's 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 tough. And you know what? He was successful in fantasy from from that perspective because he had a touchdown in each of those games. He had two to cap off the season. Um, but you can't count on those every single game. So the nope. floor could be relatively low and uncomfortable. I agree. I think I think that's where I get a little nervous is picking Swift or excuse me, picking Dobbins over Swift. But uh, good discussion. Let's take one more quick break so we can talk to you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Kate, just a couple more that we're going to run through here really quickly. We'll start with some tight ends. Uh, first and foremost, Hunter Henry. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Hunter Henry is going to miss a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. It doesn't appear that he's going to miss week one, but this is somebody who has dealt with a lot of injuries before. Are you concerned about Hunter Henry? Uh, I will say I am more concerned about Hunter Henry, and I've been higher uh, just in the past on the potential for Hunter Henry and his, uh, you know, maybe PPR ceiling to be a bit higher there in New England. Obviously, they know how to utilize a two tight end system, so you you don't have to worry too much about there not being enough work to go around, especially with the receiving core. But I will say, Marcus, the one thing that has me a little concerned, I don't know if you've been keeping up with some of the Athletics beat reporters as they are they are trekking the Patriots through camp, but there is a lot of I feel like low key Johnny Smith hype and. As there should be. There should be. There should be. Absolutely. He's he's a fantastic uh, athlete. I think he's a great tight end. I think he's versatile. But I thought that Hunter Henry was going to break away with just more of that PPR value. And him being out in this time where they're both new tight ends in this offense, it does concern me a little bit. And it will bump Hunter Henry down in my rankings a little bit because regardless of who's under center. Yep. Um, I do think that the tight ends are going to be an important, uh, you know, part of this offense. That is why they made such a significant investment. Um, but for Smith to be getting these reps, it, it does bump him up a bit. And I mean, they both got a really nice contract. So I think all of these things considered, I think you, you have to be uh, pretty excited about Johnny Smith for the season to come and long term if he can continue to keep up this this. This hype, yeah. I, yeah. I think this is this is the time to buy Jonu Smith now that Hunter Henry is out. Um, let's move to another tight end, and I'll actually touch on this one, Kate. Uh, Darren Waller, uh, he's missed the last eight practices for the Raiders. Uh, he's been working with a trainer on the sideline. Uh, John Gruden would not say last week whether his injury is – or excuse me, whether his absence is injury-related. My guess is because we haven't heard anything significant about where his injury is at or if he has an injury, that it's maybe not an injury, Kate. Maybe this is a contract thing. We've seen some tight ends get paid 
over the offseason, Jonu Smith, who we just talked about, Hunter Henry, Logan Thomas, all these guys got more money than Darren Waller. None of these guys have been as productive as Darren Waller. I don't think this is a time to worry about him at all. If if we hear, hey, there's a he's got a significant hamstring injury or something like that, then I would be worried. But I'm not because the Raiders have made him available to talk to the public when they've had uh, some, you know, some public related things going on uh, over the last couple of days. He's been out there. Typically, you don't do that for guys that are hurt. I'm just not concerned about Darren Waller at all. I still have him as my number three tight end right now in fantasy or in dynasty behind Kyle Pitts and Travis Kelsey. I'm just not concerned about him at all. At all, are you? Uh, not, not anymore. Uh, you've just, you've just <laughs> eased my fears. Um, I, I mean, go trade for him. Go trade. That's what I would say. Go trade for Darren Waller. And maybe, yeah, capitalize on this news here. And I, I think the thing to consider to even if there were an injury which it doesn't like you said it doesn't maybe sound Mm -hmm. like it there is because they should be you'd think they'd be more uh, straightforward uh if if that were the case um there's just not enough competition i think in that wide receiver core to make you concerned that somebody is going to win out over darren waller as the primary receiver in that offense i would also say if you are in a super flex league, obviously you already know this. So don't, don't, this is for other people out there. The tight end position in John Gruden's offense is going to put up monster numbers. Like we saw in 2018, uh, Jared Cook with 900 yards and six touchdowns made the Pro Bowl. 2019, Darren Waller, 1,100 yards. 2020, Darren Waller, <laughs> 1,100 yards. They really, really like Foster Moreau. And if anything were to happen for Waller, to Waller, whether he's you know misses time with an injury or a contract thing, Foster Moreau is going to step into that role and play 100% of the snaps. Uh, he's a fantastic athlete who's going into his third year. So I'm not saying pick up Foster Moreau right now, but have him on speed dial just in case something happens. Because if and when he is the, the clear-cut starter, you're looking at somebody that we're going to pretty consistently rank as a top six seven tight end so keep him in mind uh one more quick thing carson wentz according to chris mortensen he is trending toward being available for week one any thoughts there um no i think uh i I think that's uh suitable i think that's fine i think that's great um the one thing that i do think is worthwhile for dynasty managers to consider maybe you are um the the carson wentz manager obviously this is all good news um, mm-hmm. But I think it's worth noting the the battle for the backup job. It does not sound like Jacob Eason has a very firm grasp on this backup job nope. whatsoever. Nope. And I think it, you have to look at uh, Sam Ellinger. You have to consider the fact that he might be the the handcuff to own um, overall when you're you're just looking at this offense if you're in a super flex. Um, and I, I think he's definitely worth, if he's available in your league, he's definitely worth a pickup over mm-hmm. Jason, J- Jacob Eason. Um, gosh, they should just call him Jason. Anyway, <laughs> that, would, that would just be so much smoother. Um, but I do think you have to look at Sam Ellinger. You have to consider the fact that uh, if Carson Wentz, like let's say he is truly on pace to return, if he's not at full health, if he regresses at all, it sounds like he could be the guy getting, uh, you know, starting reps with this offense. 
And in a super flex league, obviously you don't you don't want to start garbage just to start garbage, but uh, it's better to have these guys even on your bench than it is to go mm-hmm. up against them and have them light the world on fire. So uh, definitely, definitely keep an eye on that quarterback battle because it looks like we're starting to see one of these gentlemen uh, slowly take a step back. I don't know that yeah. none, I don't know that anybody uh, expected Jacob Eason to take a, a, a far leap forward, but um, it, it does sound like he's headed the other direction there. So keep an eye out. Yeah, just really quickly on Sam Ellinger. Um, in 2018, he had 16 rushing touchdowns, 33 career rushing touchdowns uh, at Texas. Even last year, 2020, in 10 games, eight rushing touchdowns. Very, very good athlete at 220 pounds. Ran a 4.84, which is not great for a quarterback, but uh, the vertical, the broad jump, the three cone, all of that stuff was really, really good. Um, so this is somebody who, if he gets into a starting role or if he's a spot starter, he can certainly win with his legs, and we know that matters when it comes to fantasy and dynasty football. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, continue to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.